Well, good morning, all you saints, sinners, and page watchers, or as my son would say, dreamers and dream catchers. It is your girl, Tamika, and I am back at it again, baby. It's what, 8.52, about 9 o'clock. Let's just round up. It's 9 o'clock. It's Thursday. Oh, oh, thank you, God. This is my only off day. And I, and at first I was going to go into work, y'all, and, um, you know, do some OT. But then I remembered I had a meeting with my, at one of my son's schools. So I'm like, it is what it is, y'all. I ain't got no choice but to, um, gone back home. And that's what I'm about to do, y'all. Go in this house. I'm going to do some cleaning and then maybe some reading and relaxing and i'm gonna do me because this is the first thursday in a very long time that i've just sat around and did absolutely nothing and i'm excited about it and i'm not sick so hey this is a win-win for your girl all right so i do apologize for yesterday about prank them wednesdays uh I have a little something, something that I'm going to share with you all later on. But uh, this morning, I wanted to talk about something. And it's about what we put in our kids and what we allow our kids to see, um, what they, what we allow our kids to list, to hear, and how we indirectly and directly affect them unknowingly and sometimes even knowingly so and and how we can be better and do better because sometimes if we don't know we can't make adjustments but when we are aware of it we can consciously make better um, decisions and how we move and how we do things okay so let me say I'm pretty sure y'all like okay to me get to the point okay here's the point let me tell y'all a little story so today I had to, my, um, one of my sons, I had to go to their school to do an IEP and um, his um, ETR. Now, uh, my son was not aware that he had an IEP now or an ETR. So uh, an IEP, for those of you who do not know, is basically a program that, uh, that is catered to your child's learning ability so say for instance if your child is in the 10th grade but your your child has a reading um uh comprehension of a first grader they will allow he was that that child will still be quote unquote in the 10th grade that child will still be amongst his peers but and he may and he or she may even be in a um general classroom um with uh yeah a general classroom but their learning will be based off of what they're taught will be based off what they um what they what they can comprehend so that's basically what it is okay it's a it's it's a program that enables your child to learn based off of how they learn and and it's a great program um it's really, really good, especially if you have a your child goes to a school where the school is really involved in making sure that your child is equipped to be uh, 
to prosper and be successful and be prepared for, you know, the world. So that's pretty much what it is. Now, the ETR is usually done every three years or so many, so often. It's, it's not, it's not uh, done as much as the IEP. So with the ETR, it actually just helps you to, it, it can even be used for determining whether or not if your child is eligible for um, social security benefits and stuff like that, because they're, they're, they may have a disability that may hinder them from you know certain things and they may need you know supplemental uh income and things of that nature so that's that's what that is okay so i did not i wasn't aware that that's what we were going over now not that they made because i remember now that they did and the last time we had the iep that they said okay we're going to do the etr but like i said it has been years since this has this uh assessment has been done over my son so i wasn't really aware of some of the things that was going to be going on in the meeting so sitting as me and my son is there now mind you my son was just made aware of the iep that he had so for all these all this time that he's been in school i've never told him nor has his father ever told him and i'm pretty sure you're like well why didn't you tell him i did not tell him because i did not want my son to think that he was any different from any other child or, nor did I want him to um, utilize his him learning better in smaller groups opposed to learning better in a larger group as a crutch and to become uh, reliant on that. So all the way up until now, he had no idea what he had, okay? He um, was, uh, if the doctors termed his... Um, his uh learning differently as uh global developmentally delayed he had the the term was never even spoken in front of him and the reason why the term again was not spoken in front of him was because i did not want my child to think that he was any different than anybody else and here's the other thing so a man speaketh, so it shall be if you think it if you're constantly being told if, if somebody constantly tells you you're stupid you're stupid, you're stupid, you're stupid. From the time you come out the womb up until now, eventually that recording becomes what you think. If someone tells you you're ugly, you're ugly, you're ugly, and you heard it all throughout your life, maybe from different people, you start to believe that. So with my son, although it was evident that he had learned, his learning style was not quote-unquote normal, because he may not be one of those kids that can read a book and comprehend it from reading. He's more of a child that can read a paragraph, need to write down what he read, and then read the next paragraph. And then once he's finished reading the entire chapter, he could read over his notes, and then that's the way he comprehends. It's not that my child cannot comprehend, it's that my child takes an alternate route to comprehending the text. So, that's what I wanted my child to learn is the, or to know about himself that, hey, we take alternate routes. So it's many different ways to get to where you're going. As long as you get there, that's all that matters to me. So we sitting in this, we sitting in this office room and they start, um, this guy, 
he starts speaking and telling saying well yeah he's weak in this and he did better but he can't do this and he can't do that and it started really really pissing me off y'all let me just keep it all the way 100 so at first the first paper I allowed him to finish reading before I um interjected so I said okay look when he got and then he was about to go to the next one I said hold on excuse excuse me I have a question is this the rest of the documents that you have are we going to be talking specifically about my son's weaknesses or what you term is a weakness because if so then I would prefer him not be in this in this uh, meeting and he looked at me and then the teacher who I absolutely love his teacher is this woman and I'm just gonna give you her first name not her last name her name is Amy Amy has become my son's mother school mom she has been with him for years she has uh constantly we text she constantly keeps me involved in what's going on in the school she's always trying to find different programs for him um she is a phenomenal teacher okay so she looks at me and and uh the guy he um he says well I mean it's just you know we're going to go over what I know what we're going over I'm asking it's the rest of it the same way he said we're going to go over his weaknesses I said he doesn't have weaknesses he he just his he has an alternate path that's how we gonna say this but we're not gonna keep calling my baby saying that my child has a weakness because here's here's the thing we had just had a conversation now mind you he just realized he was just aware that he had an IEP so he said um mom what is it so I broke it down to him and he was like so I'm stupid and I'm like hell nah not by any stretch of an imagination you just need to put forth effort you don't put forth any effort at all you know what I'm saying and then I went into telling him a story that blew his mind I told him I said um when I was in the second and third grade, I was in a, what was called a, a RIC class. That's what they used to call it, a RIC class. And this was the class or that basically, let's just call it, it was an LD class. I was in this LD class and, <coughs> excuse me, the reason being was because I could not read and I had a speech issue. Okay? So I'm like, um, which is, <laughs> for those of you who know me, you'll say, you could not read? And I would say, yes, like I couldn't. <laughs> and so because I could not read at the age level that I was, uh, at the grade level that I was supposed to be in, or that I was in, they turned me as having a learning disability. So I was in smaller groups and I worked my tail off to improve my reading. The crazy thing is, <clears throat> for those of you who do not know, I have a publishing company um, and published books. I've written a book. Actually, I have at least six or seven books that I just 
have not, that are finished, that I have not published. Um, I am a, uh, I've, I have spoken in front of large crowds of people and whereas before speaking was an issue for me, uh, and I read books religiously. Like when I'm at work, I'm either listening to a book. When I'm in a car, I'm listening to a book. When I'm at home, I'm reading books. I even have through my publishing company, um, at one time uh, last year, I was offering uh, literary reviews in which I would read other people's manuscripts or published works and then will offer a review a basically criticism or critiquing the book. Some were great, some were not. But I was able to articulate myself in written expression, which was before an issue for me. But I worked my ass off. <coughs> Excuse me. And that's what, and my son, he looked at me, he said, Mama, you was in, in the class like I was in? And I said, yes. He said, but you went to college. Yeah. And you smart. Yeah. Ended up in high school. This 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 is this is my story, <laughs> real quick. When I uh mind you started out in elementary having issues with reading and uh, um speaking and things of that nature. And you know, if you have a problem with reading, then everything else you fail. You you start fall failing in. So if you have problems with reading, then your math grade will be affected because in order to do the math, you may know how to add and subtract, but can you read the uh, question? <laughs> and I, I could not. So ended up in uh, eighth, seventh and eighth grade was... Uh, I did phenomenal in school after learning how I needed to learn. Then in high school, uh, there was a, a program called IB, International Baccalaureate Program. And this is basically for your smart people. This is for, the, this is for those kids that are going to be taking college courses in their senior year. And then when they go to college, they'll be going in, hopefully as a sophomore, not as a freshman, or they have enough credits that they will only have to take so many courses in their freshman year, and they'll be able to get out of school earlier. You know what I mean? So yeah, that's what your girl was in. It wasn't that I was incapable of learning. It wasn't that I was stupid. It wasn't that I had, that I was LD with a learning disability. That's not the issue. The issue was that I needed to learn how I learn. That's what my, that, and so because I learned my way opposed to other people's way, which is considered normal, then they like, okay, look, we can't teach her, so we need to figure out how we can teach her. So we're gonna put her in this classroom. And I thank God my mother had the had the ability and the and was and did not allow her ego or her pride to get in the way of uh, allowing me to receive the help that I needed because I am a successful woman today because of the program. 
And so when I'm so my son and I we're sitting here and we talking and I'm telling him these things and I'm he looking at me, he's still looking at me like Ma, I did not know. And I'm like, yeah. And I said, baby, it's not that you cannot learn. It's that you need to find a way that you learn. So it makes you special, gifted. Because the old rigorous way of learning, how everybody just sit in that classroom like robots. You're not like that. And that's not me trying to build my child up. That's not me trying to tear another person's child down. That's me telling my child what I know is to be the truth. My child does not learn like everybody else, but not learning like everybody else does not mean that my child cannot learn. Nor does it mean that my child is stupid. Okay, so when we sit in this class, just in this meeting room, and this man is telling my son all his weaknesses without empowering him in his strengths, I had to stop it. Bring this to a halt. And I took over the daggone meeting. Whether I had the paperwork in front of me or not, I knew what they were saying based off of their tests because by government, in order for them to get government funding, they have to do these tests. And say that this child is needing these, um, needing these, these uh uh what is it needing needing this help and this assistance in order for them to continue to get funded now um i could go into saying <laughs> y'all probably lying just so that y'all could get the help and you know that's some people's theology that they put this um iep or term kids adhd or add or um, slow or with a learning disability, a lot of African American kids they put that IEP on. But contrary to what some may think, that's not the truth. There are countless white kids with IEPs, and a lot of the times, some parents actually want the IEP on their child so that their child would not have to take the SAT and the ACT and that will not um, so that they can get into college that was just a little sidebar so I can educate some of you all on when y'all think that it's just a negative thing to get your child on the IEP the IEP is going to is going to be catered towards your child's learning and for some people it's needed but my son is needed um, and I'm okay with that. And I've always been okay with that. But I want my child to know that they're going to give you the tools to succeed, but you have to put forth the effort. Just because they say, just because this man want to sit in this classroom and start in this meeting and say that you have weaknesses, so th- then you have to um, also know that weaknesses is not just, you know, you're not the only one that has weaknesses. Everybody sitting at this daggone table had some weaknesses. And um, as we got to talking, then the teacher broke, um, put out, hey, I had an IEP too because I had a speech problem. And then the guy had to humble himself and say, yeah, now that I think about it, one of my struggles in school was uh, math. And then, uh, you know, I had my... One of my youngest child, y'all, y'all know he'll say just about anything. He was like, math is easy. <laughs> that little boy, <laughs> that little boy, Lord, he just, that's my baby. So anyway, so the whole thing over it is, is when I sat there and because and, 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 they had asked 
my son a question in the beginning. They said, what are some, after I had said like, hey, I don't like this weakness crap that you keep throwing in front of my child's face. I had asked, they asked him, well, Jay, uh, they asked him, what were your, what are your strengths? You know, <coughs> excuse me, what are you good at? And he couldn't, he couldn't answer. But then as we broke it down and, and everybody started pointing out how they may be good in English, but they were horrible with writing. He was able to say, oh, I'm real good at reading. I could read anything, which is true. This boy be reading words. I'm like, I don't even know that word. Not saying that he shouldn't know the word, <clears throat> but what I'm saying is that he can read um, fluently and and well, like really, really good. <clears throat> because in our household, reading is something that I make my kids do. Reading, they uh, when my oldest son was in elementary. His teachers used to tease us and call us the book family because I've always we've always had books in our hand, and um, and so uh, his uh, Amy said, "Yes, you are. You're you're a phenomenal reader." And he said, and then uh, my son said, "But my 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 weakness, or uh, where I have problems at, is comprehending what I've read." And I said, "So you see how you have you have this strength." But the thing that you need to work on is comprehension. It's not, my whole point for even uh, sharing this is that it's not that, it's not, my issue isn't telling him these things. It's how it's told to him. You see what I'm saying? So, sidebar, I had, um, this morning I was on Facebook, and I know that's the only social media site that I can really get into. I've tried Twitter, y'all. I just think that's a little bit too much for me. Instagram, I have like over 2,000 pictures in my phone. My phone runs slow because I'm always taking pictures. And I get it. Instagram is the picture place. But I, I just can't get into that either. But I'm going to keep trying, y'all. And that Snapper Chapel, I ain't even got that. But So I, I haven't even tried it. So, Facebook is about is, is as far as I go. So, I'm on Facebook, and it's this girl on there, and she's video recording her having a conversation with her daughter. And the mother says, well, you just heard me call your dad and ask your dad, can he come get you? And he said, no. And she said, now, you know, mommy tries to, you know, get your, uh, for your, you know, to contact your dad and reach out to your dad and stuff like that. And she said, it's not that mommy doesn't try, but mommy tries. And then a little girl started crying and the mama crying. And then the little girl says, my, I don't have a daddy. Hey, check the y'all. That, that right there, oh, that, <laughs> I had to stop watching the video because that was a little, that hurt. And so, um, I put it on pause and I replayed it after I got myself together. And so the the mother says you do have a daddy baby and she was like i just and then the mother saying i just want you to know that i've tried and i just don't want to keep calling him and all this other stuff and she's emotional now the baby's emotional and baby saying mommy i don't have a daddy and she crying and now i'm crying and it's a hot ass mess y'all okay and i wanted 
to post something on the on, on the recording. But what I want to um, post is going to be a little lengthy. And I think that a lot of times people don't read lengthy uh, responses. So here after we've uh, listened to a few cuts, I'm going to respond directly to that post. And it'll allow me to go full circle with this conversation, which is we have to be mindful of what we tell our kids and how it is delivered to our children. Okay, so I was just jamming to that song. I love me some Keisha Cole too. She, you know, she cool. She cool. She ain't my um, Beyonce or Fantasia or my Monica, but she decent. I like her. Okay. So, I ain't even mean to be sm smacking in your ear. I just um, heated me up some, what is this? Some shrimp. I'm about to put some Italian dressing on it. And I'm about to crush, y'all. Like, crush. Anyway, so back to the re um the Facebook post. So both the mother and the daughter, they they boohoo crying. I'm crying, they crying, we crying together. And as I'm sitting here, I'm watching, I'm like saying thinking to myself, I wish I could speak to this young mother and tell her, baby, you're going about this all wrong. You putting your daughter in a grown person's conversation. She should not have been privy to that conversation. She should not have known this. Listen, if you're dealing with a man, right, who has a bunch of kids, right, and he's not taking care of his kids or he gives you that, oh, yeah, she, my baby mama be tripping. She don't want me to see my kid and, or, oh, I tried to see my daughter or I took my kids some Christmas gifts over there and this she was acting crazy and wouldn't even accept the gifts and blah 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 baby listen that's a clear indication that you need to run in the other direction he is not a man he's not a father he's not going to treat he's not going to treat your kids any different than he already than he's treating the kids that he already had you don't even waste your time with nobody like that because he's not a man Anybody that's sitting and tell me, oh, I can't see my kids because the baby mama won't allow me to, my baby mama won't allow me to, is a liar. You don't have to go through the baby mama to see your child. If you want to see your child that bad, then fight to go see your baby. Take that hold to child support, I mean to um, court. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and that's just the bottom line. So it's all about, because I know, I'm, and I'm, I'm going to tell you one thing, is... It was the other way around. I would fight for mine. You are not going to tell me that I can't see my child. And if I have, if you and I have to be civil and, and I have to, you know, jump through hoops or whatever needs to be done in order for you and I to be um, cool so that we won't have these type of problems so that I can see my child until my child is of age, then that's what I'm going to do. Point blank in a period. People need to quit using, uh, allowing loopholes or excuses as loopholes. That's what I meant to say. They want to use excuses as their loophole as to why they're not there. And women, women, 
Ladies, if you're with a man or you know a man or you're introduced to a man and he's not taking care of the kids that he already has and taking care of a child does not mean just paying child support. Taking care of his children means being physically there, emotionally there, spiritually, um, uh, financially, every lead that you could think of, he should be there. And if he's not, then you don't want that for your child. So run, run in the other direction. Okay. And fellas, if you, if, if you see in a woman and she, and you lay down with her and she's not somebody that you would want to continue to share the rest of your life with, because when you have babies with the person, you're in their life for the rest of their life. If this is not somebody that you want to spend the rest of your life with, then you might not want to go in that hole. Keep your little ding ding to yourself. Point blank in the period. This is probably the best device that I'm, I'm I might be you know might ever give you, because it's going to save your life, her life, and a uh, a baby who did not ask to be here, but because of your issues with being able to control your sexual urges and her need her sexual urges and her issues with needing to feel loved or whatever the issue may have been why y'all hooked up. If y'all can't be two adults and take care of a child together, then y'all don't need to be having sex because whether you wear a condom or you don't wear a condom it's a possibility that a child could be born and it's not fair so now you're creating a broken a child that is innocent a child that has no hurt harm or danger now you're bringing them into an environment where they're going that could possibly ruin them so you're creating broken broken environments that are broken and when you're creating environments that are broken then you're uh, subjecting your child to being a broken woman or man and that's just the truth. See, a lot of the things that we go through can be fixed and can be altered and can be changed, however we want to say it. It can be, but it first starts with that initial decision. You need to make an, uh, an adult decision before you start doing anything else. So I'm sitting here and I'm listening to this young lady. I don't know her situation, so I can only speculate. But the parts of me that I don't need to speculate is this part. I don't need to speculate on the fact that she should not have said that conversation on the phone in front of her child because what it did was what it always will do when you try to tell a child about how good or bad or how um, res um, responsible or irresponsible their parents is, the other parent is. So she had she made a phone call. She talked to the guy in front of the, father, the, the daughter. The daughter's crying because she heard her daddy say, no, I'm not going to pick her up. I don't, I'm not coming to see her. And in the process, the little girl says, mommy, I don't have a daddy. And it's heartbreaking to her because all she knows is love. All she knows is that she has a mother and a father. But oops, mama, you just told me that I don't because this man doesn't want to have anything to do with me. And who fault is that? Women, we have to start taking ownership on how we handle these situations. The conversation could have went like this. And the reason why I'm pointing this out is so because if we know better, we can do better. And maybe this is not something that she's ever had to deal with herself. Or maybe she's just emotional and she's not looking at the bigger picture, which is what I'm hoping to point out. Like sometimes we do and say things that later on we regret and it comes back to bite us in the ass. In this situation, it bit her sooner than later because when she heard her daughter crying then she started crying i'm gonna tell you this 
young lady, you're a beautiful, beautiful woman, and you have a beautiful child, and I can tell that you would give your baby the world, honey, and you, and I'm pretty sure you get up every day living for her, that's you, okay, you lay down with a man that's not a, 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 a male, that is not a man, or maybe he is a man, he's just not ready to be a provider and a father, that's his issue, that's something he has to go through, but don't tear your child down like that, because that's what you did. I don't care if you agree with me or disagree with me. When we talk, and I'm not saying that you 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 not directly talk ill of our father, but when we talk ill of our children's um, other uh, parent, it affects them. Because think about it this way, baby. In order for our children to be born, there is two. There's a mother and there's a father, right? And those two people make this beautiful baby. But if we turn around and say, well, your daddy ain't shit or your daddy this or your daddy that, what ends up happening is our child starts to believe, well, if that's my daddy, then I ain't either. I'm just like my daddy. I ain't nothing. I, and, and it starts, my mama don't like me because I'm not nothing. And it starts be creating this recorder in their mind. I'm not saying that you build up your child with illusions about who this father is or who that father he isn't. Because over time, the child will be able to decipher that on their own when they are older or mature enough to have that, um, to develop that, oh, that awareness. Some things and don't need to be said. Some things are better seen and revealed as time goes on and you don't have to say nothing. She is, she does have a father and, and you did say that. And one of the things that you could have or could do is start, um, telling her, and this is, I know people going to be like, Oh, here she go. But it's different ways that you could have handled this. So one way you could have said is, you know, our, your father is God and he's the most powerful being. And the more that you start in uh, letting her know who she truly belongs to, baby, listen, you're going to have a child that's going to be like, um, yes, um, my name is such and such. And I am a, you know, I am smart. I am beautiful. Um, I could do all things, you know, I am this and I am that. And they'll speak positive, positively about themselves because you have instilled that. See, we instill, whether we know it or not, we instill, uh, self perception in our children in many different ways. So the way that your child sees herself, it starts with what she's, what she's hearing and what she's taught at home. She's loved. That's all that matters. So she's saying, so here goes the situation. Let's say you said, well, Tamika, um, what if my child wants to see her father? What do I say? You call the father without your child being in the room. Hey, check the um, baby girl want to see you. Can you, what's up with that? If he be like, man, look, um, I can't see her. 
I ain't, I ain't got time for that shit. You know what I'm saying? He hit you with some stuff like that. Like, man, ain't nobody on that. She don't want to. You just always, da, 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 da. you know, you had that conversation in your car, closed door, windows up. Nobody can hear you but that. And then you're going to be sweating because you're going to be, and you're going to be, you're going to be pissed because he's rejecting your child. But baby, let me tell you this. You do that alone. You don't ever do that in front of your baby. Ever. I could tell you one thing, honey. I was in, I've been in cars, boo-hoo crying. I do all of that in, 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 uh, in silence without my child being aware of it. And then what, what happened is when my child became, when my boys became older, we've, you know, they were pretty much, <laughs> they made that, their determination about their fathers on their own. I didn't have to say nothing. I didn't have to say your father ain't shit or he ain't, he wasn't never there. It was evident. And then when they're mature and capable of having this conversation, then we can have a conversation. But I wouldn't want it to be one-sided either. Well, your daddy, he wasn't there and this, this, and this, and that, that, that. No. Look, we couldn't get along and... He, you know, he had a toxic environment. I didn't want you raised in that toxic, what I feel was a toxic environment. So you weren't there. Or, um, you know, he, uh, I can't speak for him, but I can tell you from my perspective, this is why he just, I would call, he wouldn't come. But you're going to have to speak to your father to see why he wasn't a, a there. And allow that father the opportunity to say, well, I wasn't there because your mama was and she would argue a block. He'll say whatever he going to say. But the child, knowing you, going to say, man, you a lie. My mama ain't never argue. I ain't never heard my mama arguing with you. And that'll be true because he didn't or she hasn't. You know what I'm saying? So it allows your child to develop their own thoughts and opinions about the absent father. Um, and that's just that's just how I have handled it over the years and um and 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 another so another scenario there are a situation or a way to handle it your child sees that they have fathers and uh, has a father and your child doesn't then get your child around like your father or an uncle that you trust because trust and believe everybody don't need to be around your baby but they may not necessarily need the the father biological father there but someone in place of a father that that represents that love that they need and i'm thankful that my kids had antoine antoine has been in my children's life ever since denarius was four and Jalen was one my babies don't know no other man but antoine not saying that Denarius, Denarius is very much aware of who his father is. Uh, God rest his soul. He was murdered when my baby was five. And the great thing is uh, Denarius' dad and Antoine, they were cool. They used to like, um, when they met each other, they, uh, Jeremy respected Antoine. He felt he was a great, a great man. He, he appreciated him being around his son. I mean, I was blessed with a situation in which before my son's father was taken away from him, that Antoine was given the stamp of approval. Okay. So thank you, Father God, for that. And then with Jalen, um, he's, that's all, that's the only man he know. His father just, 
opted not to be in his life. And that doesn't mean that Jalen wasn't to love. Jalen had, and again, thank you, Father God, a great support system because he not only had Antoine, he had my father and all three of my boys. They have their dad. They have um, my father. They had Mr. Pawpaw James, which is um, Jalen's biological dad's uh, father. He, Lord God rest his soul, that man has been there for all three of my boys. And you would not know the difference as who is his grandchild and who isn't his grandchild. Now, Jalen does look just like his pawpaw. But other than that, I'm telling you, great man, strong man, and Antoine's father. You know what I mean? So, And then my, my brother. Uh, so I have been blessed to have a great support system for my boys, whether their daddy was there or not. And despite the little things that y'all know y'all be complaining about with Jay, him doing this and him doing that, that's really him being a teenager, y'all. Because uh, I know I did it as a teenager. <laughs> but he's, I don't have bad children. My kids are structured and, and everything. And I'm not bragging. I'm just telling you, I'm trying to show you that in some where in the situations where it looks bleak, it's not. It's not. I remember, and then we're gonna wrap this up. I remember Denarius's great grandmother um, saying to me, because I had called her one time. This is when Denarius was a young boy, and I was crying because I had seen this family. Um, and this little boy with his mom and his dad at the park. And only person that was at the park was me with my son. And and this was before, you know, me and uh, Jeremy, we was able to become like parents and, and be cool with each other and respect each other. Because we had our time when we were arguing, fussing, fighting. He wasn't present and stuff. But that wasn't a long time. That was like, you know, in the beginning. And we worked on it or whatever, whatever. But anyway, um, what ended up happening was he... Um, um, I was crying and I'm like, he, he's not here and he needs to be here for my child and stuff. And she said, wait a minute, you need to count it all joy that he's not there. And I'm like, huh? She said, let me tell you something, baby. Sometimes God will shield your child from something that you don't even know that he's shielding him or her from. You don't know why God is allowing your child not to be in this, you know, this man to be in your child's life for whatever reason, but count it all joy because you don't know what's going to happen in the days to come. So for whatever reason, this is the situation. And I took that and I'm like, well, sheesh, wipe my tears. And I'm like, that's the truth. I can't. For whatever reason, he ain't here. For re for whatever reason, this person ain't, ain't you know, um, being a father. And I need to figure out why. I don't know. Not that I need to figure out why. I don't need to figure out why. I just need to be thankful that he has a support system that is that he has or the people in his life that he has. And let's say that you don't, your child, you don't have a support system like mine or you don't have somebody that could be there for your child <clears throat> like that. Trust and believe in time you will. Just keep trucking. Keep working on 
and doing what you are supposed to be doing. As long as you are focused on self and focused on making sure that you do what you need to do, then you don't need to be worried about what the next man is doing or what the next man isn't doing. You see what I'm saying? Your baby doesn't know lack until you teach them lack. They don't know something is wrong until you teach them that there is something is wrong. You know what I'm saying? Or to somebody tells them, oh, you ain't got no daddy. Oh, and then you, you prepare them for that because it's cruel people in the world. You don't have no father. Yes, I do. I do got a daddy. You know, and, and who your daddy is, God, my daddy created your daddy. See, it's in a way in which you empower your children with words, wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. But we can also um, mess up our babies. And in, in this situation, this young mother or this mother, I don't want to call her young because she may be older. It's because, again, wisdom comes with acceptance, not with age. So this young mother, this, this woman, she just she hurt her child because she's hurting. And that was wrong. However... Okay. I mean, we all make mistakes. Just going forward, the way that you handle it is you get in that car, roll up those windows. You have that conversation with that fool with, um, without your child even knowing. And then when your child says, and you, every time she asks to see her father, you make that phone call every single time. Do you understand me? Every single time this, she asks, you make the phone call. And the reason why is because you're doing what you need to do. Whether or not if he does what he needs to do, that's not your problem. You're doing what you need to do. And then you come back into the room and you tell your baby, you say, hey, babe, um, I called him and if you're able to get in touch with him, yeah. and I was unable to get in touch with him. But hey, look, let's do this. We could write him a letter and we could mail it to him. Or you could come in and have, oh, well, babe, I talked to him, but he going to be busy this weekend. But that's fine. Let's see if Paw if you, you want to go over Paw Paw house. You see what I'm saying? Because, see, then what you do is you, over time, you're teaching her like, okay, yeah, he wasn't there, but I have had other things. And then when she becomes an adult or he becomes an adult, he can go have or she can go have that conversation with that no good mother. That's what could happen. You see what I'm saying? And I'm telling you. It's, it's, a, it's a sweet thing. Not saying that I'm all about hurting people, but baby, listen, my son, when he, <laughs> when he around his biological baby and, uh, it's been situations and I'm not saying I'm gloating, but it is what it is. When my son comes in a room and he refers to Antoine as his daddy, that's his daddy. He is. So let me give you a scenario, lady. So this, so you could be like, dad. Okay, now some of you men are going to be like, yeah, see, she on that bush, and, and I'm not. I'm trying to teach or uh, speak about sometimes you need to just let go and don't worry about it because every dog has their day. And be a pa very patient. Learn patience. Everything today is not meant to be said today. Sometimes you have to wait its time out and it'll be said in years to come. Be a patient woman. Be a patient man. Because the truth is going to come out, point blank in the period, and you ain't always got to be the one to speak it. Sometimes it's shown without you even saying a daggone thing. So this is, here's what happens. 
we goes into um we was over Jalen's uh grandfather's house and we were having dinner. So happened it was me and my husband, his biological father and his girl his girlfriend. And don't get me wrong because now um as he's uh Jalen's father is older, he he has a daughter and he's a great father to her. Now he was a shitty father to the first two, but he learned. So maybe he just wasn't ready to be a father. And that's perfectly fine. You know, because again, my child did not lack at all. So we sitting there, we having dinner and uh, Jalen come this when he was younger. He come in, he like, Hey daddy. And when he said it, Antoine turned around and he said, yes, yeah, son, what's up? He was like, they got a pool table. Now here's the thing. We all sitting at this table. His grandfather sitting at the head, his aunt, his biological father, the biological father's girlfriend, who is his other baby mama, me, and Antoine. We all sitting here. But his biological father not once raised his head when he heard his son say daddy. You know why? Because A, he don't know his baby's voice, and B, he knows he is not that boy's daddy. He was a sperm donor, and it ain't nothing wrong with that. I am grateful that you were able to give me this beautiful, intelligent, smart, powerful young prince who is going to be a king. I am totally grateful for you. You know what I mean? Have no bad feelings towards you whatsoever. Any problems that I may have had with you was between me and you. But when it comes to this baby right here, this young man, I thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you. And I also thank you for not being in his life because he was given what he needed. And God protected my child from a world that I would not, in an environment that I would not have wanted my child to be privy to. And that's the truth. So with all that being said, young ladies, be careful who you lay down with. Okay. Every man that can screw you right isn't really, uh, will, <laughs> let me say it this way. Every man that'll screw you right, he might just be the man that will screw you, right? Question mark. Get it? And you'll be stuck raising a baby by yourself. And it's okay. Because God won't put more on you than you can bear. And if you do got to bear this by yourself, then bear it by yourself. Point blank in the period. Your child will not lack because they're absent. There is an absent parent. They will only know lack if you teach them that. All right. I done took up so much of your time. And um, I want to later on get on here and um, giggle and laugh with you all. But I just had to put that out there. It really bothered me. Um, earlier this morning when I was in that school building, listening to that man talk to my son and telling him about his weaknesses, like, man, get that shit out of here. My baby, he, he, he ain't no different than nobody else. And I, and I refuse to allow you or anyone else to, um, make it seem like he's different. He's not different. He's taking different paths and young lady, your daughter isn't different either. She's just taking a different path. And it's going to be okay. Count it all joy. All right. God be blessed.